Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galing. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with a mind's eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hi, Megan. Hello, happy February. February it is. Yes, it is. And so we are going to dig right in and take a look at what's happening astrologically. So I think the big story this month, and this is a little bit of a continuation of last month when we talked about, and we gave that overview about what was going to be happening in 2021. One of the big themes or one of the big happenings for this year is the uh, Saturn Uranus square. Saturn is in Aquarius, Uranus is in Taurus, and they are squaring off together. And it's going to be happening three times this year. So the first time that this square off is happening is actually this month on February 17th, and then it will unfold through the rest of the year. So let's start today by just kind of unpacking that. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what, you know, what does this mean? Saturn square Uranus. Yeah. And so like we shared last month, like last year, 2020, like the central astrology lineup was <laughs> the, the pair of the Saturn-Pluto um, conjunction and the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction. This year, the hallmark alignment is this square between Saturn and Uranus. So a square is like this, right? It's like a um, this square. There's a square off, right? There's like yeah, a conflict yeah. that needs to be resolved. So we have Saturn, which is the old guard, the conservative ways, history, authority, what came before, the rules squaring off with Uranus that says, yeah, that might be your way, but there's a better way, right? Uranus like fights for freedom and, you know, Saturn's very reliable and sort of, you know, sort of prizes itself on its reliability. Whereas Uranus is more like, like things, reliability is unreliability, right? It's like making a new pattern, throwing things sort of out of order to create a new order. So, um, yeah, that's just the beginning. So yeah, yeah, back no, to I, you, Megan. Yeah, no, but and, and I like that we're talking about this theme of, of a new order, because I do think that, again, we talked a little bit about last month about the big shift, you know, after the, the Great Conjunction, that we're really shifting from that element of earth into the element of air. And so there is kind of a whole new, you know, order uh, that we're shifting into on the planet. And when we're talking about Saturn, you know, and Aquarius, they're not, they're not comfortable bedfellows, right? As you're saying, because Saturn is so rigid and strict and Uranus is like, like, let's blow the roof off. Right. So, and, and it's interesting because I wrote down in my notes here, Stephanie, because you said this, so I'm going to like, I'll, I'm going to give you credit for this quote here, <laughs> which is um, Saturn relies on history and Uranus makes history. And I thought, wow, that's such a great way of saying it. 
Wow, did I say that? I love that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I take notes every time we talk, Stephanie. <laughs> you have some real pearls. <laughs> and and so it does feel like, right, this like old guard, new guard, like let's follow the rules, let's break the rules. And then also like what is order, right? Like is order yeah. the staying with the old order or do we actually need a new order? But it does feel like it's a real shake it up time. Right. It's a real, you know, all of our favorite like Uranus sort of coin, uh, turn of coin, turn of phrases. What's that word? You know, it's like expect (laughs) the unexpected, the out of the blue, the surprise, the letting yourself be surprised. The stay bouncy. Don't forget stay stay bouncy. So I think it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be chaos. I think there'll be chaos, right? I think there'll be sort of like, I was like, "Mm, can I say it? Um, But like chaotic in terms of just like, being pushed and being pulled and not really knowing mm-hmm. like what's around the corner. But the thing with that is it's one thing if we know that that might be sort of the landscape. So we expect the unexpected, but it's also how do you use that? How mm. do you surprise yourself? How do you let yourself take a detour? You know, how do you be inventive? Like, I feel like that's part of the promise of this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that that to me is is some to some degree the beauty of astrology it gives us kind of this lens to you know look at things differently and you know to work with what the energies are and to some degree you know if we hadn't just been through 2020 i would almost say gosh this sounds kind of exciting we get to like you know break apart what's not working we get to recreate we get to be innovative we get to reinvent but i think that we're all so shell shocked <laughs> i think that we're all just a little bit timid uh after going through 2020 so and as we always say it's going to be interesting how this plays out i mean one of the things that's notable about this is the uh you know it's happening on the 17th and we will give you the other dates and when it's playing out through the rest of the year But that's the day if there is in the U.S. here, if there is going to be an impeachment, that would happen on the the vote would happen on that day. Well, maybe around around that day for sure, because I think the trial starts at least now. Right. Because, again, who knows? I mean, I think we all need to leave ourselves being in wonder, like not something says that it's going to happen, but will it happen? You know, and I think the trial is supposed to start on the 9th and how long they'll debate for, how long the trial will be anybody's guess and that's a very like i feel like saturn uranus squares that's a good theme too like it's anyone's guess right so it'll be somewhere (laughs) around that but it does feel like that this is in the middle of the month of saturn uranus square it does feel like it does flow very like reflectively with this impeachment trial i mean it's new and shocking like a president nobody's been done twice and so a non-sitting president has never been um gone through a trial yeah, yes, and I think you know that's part of this Uranus energy. It's these shakeups, these shots, these shocks, and I do like Stephanie that that you're saying stay in wonder, stay in wonder. I think that's a really great way of looking at it instead of being like, oh my gosh, I'm waiting for the for the sky to fall, having a little chicken little moment there. Instead of like being like very present and saying, wow, I wonder what is going to come out of this, and I think. In dealing with this, the more present we can be, the more we can be in that wonder energy, the unknown without having expectations, 
Uranus, I don't think likes expectations without like going back to, you know, the pre-approved way of doing things. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to give us a lot more opportunity to be in a certain kind of flow. Yes. And it's, you know, in reality, that's actually what reality is, right? We ne- we always think that we yeah, know what's right. going to happen next. We never really know what's going to happen next. And, you know, maybe to what you said earlier, too, I mean, 2020, things got so stripped down, and now it's this beginning time of rebuilding. But I don't think it's about, because also we really can't just go, let's go rebuild things the way that they were. No, we have to be really creative. We have to be, like, really sassy with our, like, rebuilding, very Uranian, because the pieces of... <laughs> Yes, indeed. I mean, always an, an opportunity to be sassy. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that in there because it's always a good opportunity. To be yeah, sassy. but we've never been here before because we've ever really never yeah. been anywhere before. So, like, how do we be very like Uranian and like use Saturn to like construct, but like innovative solutions because yeah. we need them right now, right? Yeah, for sure. And but one of the things that we talked about last month with that 2021 overview. And the shift to this more energy of air. Mm-hmm. Air is innovative. Air, you know, air looks up instead of looking down. And part of that, you know, and air moves fast. So part of that air energy, I think, is bringing in that possibility of, you know, new ideas and new ways of looking at things and that innovative energy. Now, of course, we can talk about this on a global scale. But, you know, let's also talk about how it could be affecting each of us personally. And the way you're going to know that, of course, is by looking at your own personal astrology and, you know, take that one step further, your natal or birth astrology chart. Now, we do offer on the So Divine website uh, a service of running your astrology chart for free. So you can just go to sodivine.us and hit the astrology chart button and plug in your information and you're going to get your chart. What you're looking for, and then I'll turn it over to you, Stephanie, for your insight on this is what you're looking for is, of course, what are the houses that, excuse me, you have Aquarius in because Saturn's in Aquarius or the houses that you have Taurus in because of the Uranus being in Taurus. And then also looking at, because these are both fixed signs, you know, where, what are your fixed planets? Exactly. Well said. Perfect. Okay. Oh, do you want me to say <laughs> Did I get that more? right? <laughs> yes, perfect. Yeah. And then, no, uh, no, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, but we also have to take a look at the degrees, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. So the first Saturn Uranus square happens at like eight uh, Aquarius and Taurus, the second one at 14, the last one at 12. So really you're kind of looking, you know, I'd give it a little window, like four or five to like, I don't know, like 15, 16. If you have a fixed, you know, a, you know, any like planet or point in Taurus and Leo and Scorpio and Aquarius, you will definitely be in that range that will be really lit up this year for you. But like you said before, you don't even have to look at your planets just to look to see where does that fall? What houses does that fall in? Because those are going to be the realms of your life that are having this um, sort of structured shakeup, if you will. Yeah. And a structured shakeup. That's perfect, Stephanie. I think you that's just exactly the right way to describe this. And also just, you know, uh, just to note again, this is the first of three. So this energy will be playing out throughout the year. And I'm just looking at my notes and I don't have my glasses, but 
So the second one will be on June 14th, and then the third one on December 23rd. And so, you know, the first one is sometimes always maybe the most dramatic. And then maybe by the second pass or the second time, ah, maybe I'm starting to get this. And then when we get to December, hopefully there's a fruition or maybe some feeling of like, you know what? I learned something and I'm, I've completed whatever the lesson of the energy is. Yeah. And I think it's so important to point out that there are two more and that the last one is at the very end of the year, because if things feel a little bit like, wait, and what's next and what's next in this more experimentation and this like, just like being in surprise, you know, this is the energy of the year. And how do you, you know, but again, not to make it seem like, okay, this is just going to be a year of chaos. It's like, how do you take control of that? Like, how do you invite in inventiveness and innovation to your life? Where in your life are you like, you know what? I'm kind of sick of doing like this same road. So maybe you could look at it like this year. I have more inner or sort of celestial supported permission to say, you know what? I'm going to try a different pathway. I'm yeah. going to shake up things for myself this year. And I think that that is really helpful because also then you see the cons- creative constructiveness of that shakeup so that when you're seeing it on the outside in the world, it like it seems less unnerving, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, it's like, I like the element of permission to break the rules. So whatever, you know, your structure was, whatever the rules were, whatever, how you ever set it, however you might have set it up, this is a time where you can break free with that. And one of the things about Uranus, I think, in all that air is you can experiment. You know, you've got time to like, well, I'm going to try this and I'm going to try something new. I also think it's really being open to where the opportunity shows up. So Mm -hmm. if something does get shook up, if something does happen, to really embrace that opportunity for this kind of self-reinvention. I love that. I love that. What you said too about like, maybe it's like make the rules, break the rules. Like when do you make the rules, break the rules? (laughs) Or are you making up new rules by breaking old rules? So all all for this this reinvention, or like we talked about within our last conversation, right? About pivoting. Like this is the year of the pivot. Yes. The year of the pivot. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So let's bring in another element to the mix because uh, this month we do have a Mercury retrograde. Oh yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, those those Mercury retrogrades, and we could always do our little Mercury retrograde speech, which is, do not fear the Mercury <laughs> retrograde. It's an opportunity to realign, step back, refocus, all that kind of stuff. So the Mercury retrograde um, is going to be, oh, it actually started, it's already in play. It started at the end of January, and it's in the sign of Aquarius. And what's interesting about this is it's actually going to be hitting this um, triple conjunction. I'm going to let you unpack that, Stephanie. <laughs> the, the triple conjunction, this almost was like three scoops of ice cream, that is going to be happening in Aquarius as well mid-month. Yes. So we have these three planets, Mercury, Venus, and Jupiter. I had three hands. Um, all in Aquarius, all pretty much like buddying up the mid-month. Let's see here. The dates are, um, and the sun is sort of in there as well. Like February 11th is the Venus-Jupiter conjunction. February 12th is the Mercury-Venus conjunction. And then the 14th, Valentine's Day, 
is the Mercury Jupiter conjunction. So like, I kind of like to see it like, here's Mercury and Venus, right? Like speaking Mercury or understanding Mercury, your values, Venus, what's rich to you, Venus, you know, issues related to relationships. So maybe having more of a clear idea, but from a different vantage point, because it's Mercury retrograde, who and what, like make your life rich. You know, like how and understanding more, maybe how can you bring your value to the table more, whether it's like in your relationship or with your work or with your community, right? So it's that understanding of value and Jupiter just makes everything bigger. So maybe we're really focused on that. We're really focused on trying to find those words or that understanding or, you know, love or pleasure or beauty is like Mm. really like top of Mm. mind. Yeah. And and don't you think with the Mercury being retrograde and all that, it kind of pulls it back a little bit and gives us that opportunity to slow it down, to contemplate, to maybe look deeper at those aspects. Yeah. That's really beautiful, right? Like don't go, oh, like don't go with assumptions, which also feels very like Saturn, you're in a square, right? Not like, oh yeah, I, I just assume that this is like, who's important to me, what's important to me, what I value. It's more of like, don't go with those assumptions and be like, let me reflect upon that. Let me see if I can pull this from a deeper part within myself. Right. And, 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 and I'm thinking as well, new moon in yes. Aquarius, this yes. is going to be joining in all of this. So we'll have that little bit of that new moon, new beginnings, new openings, new awakening energy and all this. And, you know, honestly, Stephanie, as we're talking about, it, I'm like, and you use this word already, this feels like it could be kind of rich really rich right like and and again that's really good point right because the new moon it's like then something begins like what are you maybe wanting to like invoke Mm. or begin when it comes to art your heart beauty relationships finding the words or the platforms to express that but to your point which is such a good point it's Maybe it's not even yet like an external expression. It's just like, Mm. let me dig in and like really see like in the core of my heart, like what has Mm. beauty and what has value? And and maybe it's about community and maybe it's about like how we can make the world a better place given that it's like in Aquarius. Yeah. And and of course, we're noting that this is all happening around February 14th, which is Valentine's Day, which can be such a packed you know, holiday for so many people. And so I I think it's great that you're saying, you know, let's get back into our heart and like really dig in and see, see what's there, you know, and, you know, whether you're in a relationship or you're not in a relationship, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. So again, I feel like, you know, we've got this Uranus Saturn thing, uh, Saturn Uranus thing happening. And then it feels like we have this kind of like rich interlude (laughs) that is going to be playing out, you know, especially mid month uh, while all of this is going on as well. So that feels like almost like a nice little balance point. I think so too. Like I didn't think about it until you just said that, but it's maybe that's like, Something in there, like there, that's like the steadying force. Like if the Saturn Uranus square yeah. feels like unsteadying, maybe like the steadying forces to come back to yourself. Like, what is it that I really value? What is it really that is true yeah. and rich for me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we cannot finish our astrology without giving an ode <laughs> to the full moon. Here's so 
here's our ode to the Virgo <laughs> full mood. And this one's not heavily aspected, right? On that. So we've got, it's like, it feels like a pretty, sounds a little strange, but like a pure Virgo full moon. And so, you know, we can like really dig into some of those Virgo energies, which to me, when I think about Virgo, I do think about nurturing and body and well-being and really looking at our daily routines and how we take care of ourselves. And I love that you use the word pure because that's so Virgo, right? So Virgo, right. (laughs) And it's right. It's on February 27th. So the sun's in Pisces, the moon's in Virgo. You know, also that like healing orientation, service orientation, you know, compassion. And and to your point, like the body, right? Maybe it's about like health and healing, but on like a multifaceted level because of that Pisces. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good ode. That was a nice ode. Was to that the a good ode to a Virgo mood? I, yes, I'm going to be writing poetry soon. I'm sure. <laughs> All right, so it's time for the tarot card of the month. I feel like we should have a little special music for that. And the card that I chose uh, uh, for uh, February is actually the Two of Pentacles. Mm. And in the Tarot, Pentacles are the realm of Earth. And Earth is uh, very much about the material world. It's about money. It's about body. It's about, you know, being in the here and now. But what's interesting about the Two of Pentacles and kind of why I thought about it for this month is they actually say the Two of Pentacles is one of the most spiritual of the pentacles, um, because pentacles are usually about the mundane and the material world. But the two of pentacles is very much about alignment. And it really speaks to the ideas, kind of speaks a bit to that as above, so below, in the idea that if we are aligned with our higher purpose or our higher destiny, then what we're going to be manifesting, which is a real earth term, manifesting in the world is going to be even more abundant and even more sweet. And the thing about the two of pentacles, it's two. Twos have so much to do with harmony and balance and centeredness, right? And in a lot of decks, you'll actually see this image. And I, I'm sure it's familiar to many of you of a man and he's like juggling the two coins and then there's an affinity symbol around it which is this representing this as above below the eternal flow being in that kind of harmonious flow and it also speaks a lot to change and this is another reason Mm -hmm. why i thought about this card is it really speaks to changing energies and with the two of pentacles oftentimes because it's pentacles, you'll see those changes in your finances or in your monies or how you relate to the material world. And it really speaks to embracing that change, that change is your friend, to be not get stuck, not to hold on, but becoming more in that flow. We're talking about staying bouncy and pivoting and you know having no expectations. It's like being open to that change is going to allow you to be more in that flow. So it's actually, you know, really, I, I love the two of pentacles. I think it's it's a great way of looking at your money and finances and the earth realm on kind of a higher, on a higher level. It's such the perfect card, right? I mean, in terms of helping us to navigate. Yes, I know. <laughs> that like <laughs> I mean, well, of course, I yeah. I, no. <laughs> no, I'm not surprised. I'm just giving it and I'm oding it. I'm giving it an ode. I would ode to the two <laughs> Just yeah. that whole, like how you, you know, that Uranus and Taurus, right? That like the change exactly. when it comes to the material or to the money 
And with that focus of Venus because of that triple conjunction, it's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just another, it's another, you know, another way of saying, you know, be flexible, you know, be in the flow. I'm trying not to say stay bouncy. Um, We actually had someone comment on on that. Like it's starting to become a thing, Stephanie, your, your, your term stay bouncy, but I I don't want to not overuse it because we'll have plenty of opportunities to to say that in the coming months. Yeah. All year. All year long. But I love it too, but you said too, like that he's, that's another phrase we've never, maybe if we don't say we've never used it, but like juggling, right? Juggling also feels very good in Saturn square Uranus. Like mastering the juggle. Mastering the juggle. And to be juggling, you have to be a lot in your feet. You know, that's the pivoting. All right. I think we've done the month. Have we We, done the month? We have done the month. But one thing I realized we didn't do is we didn't end Mercury retrograde. Just so you know, it does end. And it ends on the 20th. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to leave it out there that it's just a forever and ever. It's not. Mercury retrograde began, I think it was January 30th, and it ends on the 20th of February. So then take what you learned, you know, all that synthesis, the looking at things from a different angle, and then it's to be able to like move forward with it again. Yes. Well done, Stephanie. Well done. Thank you for that. Well, thank you all for listening. And remember, you can get a hold of us uh, through our website, sodivine.us. We love hearing from you. Also check out, um, if you're not seeing this there, our new YouTube channel, which we're really excited about, So Divine Podcast. And thank you, Stephanie, and have a great month, everybody. Thank you. And a big thank you to you, Megan, and to our producer, Sebastiano Tecchio, and Nick Petrie, and to all of you listening or watching us. Take care. Bye.